Hello and welcome everyone. It's Paul and I talking sports. I'm Jason. That's Paul. How's it going, guys? This is episode five this week. Uh, it is August 16th, 2021. And... Thank you for tuning in. Uh, but before we get right into it, uh, I think it's important. We we never really introduced ourselves, did we, Paul? No, we didn't. So let's take a moment to do that. Uh, Paulie, you want to let the people know a little something about yourself? Yeah. Um, my name is Paul Steffel. Um, I'm a huge Wisconsin sports nerd. So the last 10, 15 years have been pretty exciting <laughs> with all three major teams plus the both Badgers uh teams uh having a pretty good run. Bucks won the title this year. Uh Brewers are looking great this year. We got Rogers back for at least one more year to make one more run. So knock on wood, we can get all three in a in the year. I don't think it's gonna happen, but it's possible. Yeah. I like reading um a lot. I work at a uh, metal and electronics recycling facility where uh, about three months ago I fell off the back of our uh, lift gate and broke my leg so I've been pretty much sitting on my couch uh, the last 11 weeks reading books watching tv and I just got the okay last week to start putting weight on it so it's the just at this point the long ride back to learning how to walk again so yeah atrophy's a atrophy's a b yes it is well uh, and yeah you'll be back on your feet soon enough i'm sure yeah i'm i'm hopeful hopefully four to six weeks i'm thinking i should be pretty much back to normal so then you'll be back in spec starting Back in the starting lineup. Yep. How lucky are you to be a Wisconsin sports fan anyway? (sighs) Like I said, the last 15 years have been pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Uh, I'm Jason Streibel. I'm Paulie's co-host here. Sports-wise, I uh, grew up a Dolphins fan. Uh, it's I, I just don't feel that way so much anymore. I still root for them just as to have a team to root for. Well, you're you're the kind of guy that isn't gonna switch your loyalty right. very often. Right. So. I'm just more of a football fan. I like the NFL. I always have. Even as a kid, it was the the whole of the NFL was interesting me interesting to me. I was just a huge Dan Marino fan. Yeah, that was the big thing. It it was funny. I got all the dolphin stuff, and really, it was just Dan Marino. Once he retired, I wasn't like I wasn't gonna just hop off the bandwagon or anything like that. But as the years went on, and as the ineptitude proceeded after his retirement, it just became very hard to kind of really root for him year in year out. As someone who is more of an NFL fan, not. <sighs> It even seems weird to say because I have so many issues with the way the NFL runs and operates, but yet the product is just... The product is the product. Exactly. I like the the colors and the pretty... (laughs) I like the pretty colors. (laughs) And and college basketball, I guess, would be my other one. You're a a big Duke fan. I do love... Well, and see, here's... I'm actually going to have the same problem coming up here. I'm... I think I'm more of a Coach, a K, Coach K fan K than fan. I am actually a Duke fan because once he announced like hey, he's going to be done, I just kind of oh, uh, uh, 
now I feel lost. He's the only <laughs> Duke coach I've ever known. It's so that'll be interesting to see how my emotions go once he's gone. Uh, other than sports, though, just a lot of... I play a lot of video games. I try to do a little more casting on the side, you know, all sorts of stuff like this. I do some writing. I got some... I'm just projects. Projects everywhere. Maybe someday I'll complete one. You know? <laughs> uh, so now that's over, you have a better idea of who Polly and I are. Let's move into what actually happened. Let's get into the meat. Well, yep. the intro to the meat. Uh, we had uh, the uh, the Clippers making some moves. Yes. Uh, Kawhi signed his four-year, $178 million deal. And the other day, they traded for uh, uh, Eric Bledsoe. Interesting. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about the move just because I, I don't know how I feel about Eric Bledsoe. Maybe it was the few years I watched him up close in Milwaukee and just don't really like his game very much. It's I found it difficult. Like, he would have flashes, he, he, especially when he would get in the lane, uh, do some slash work, yeah. drive, making dribble penetration. He had some flashes, but... Sometimes he would just he'd make a guy miss and then he just wouldn't finish. He couldn't finish consistently even when he was getting penetration. His shooting wasn't that good. His defense when his defense he was supposed to be a good defender but yet he he had those moments where he just wouldn't finish the play yeah. and he just big plays down the stretch he was missed free throws it just it was a frustrating thing to it's, watch he's Drew a very inconsistent Bledsoe. player um he's got all the talent in the world but it's just it doesn't always come together yeah. so i don't and with Kawhi sitting out uh probably the whole year maybe he comes back for the playoffs but this is quite Leonard we're talking about yeah. so he likes his time off yes he does so we had that um, we had Tyler Gilbert from the Arizona Diamondbacks threw a no-hitter in his very first start in the majors. The fourth time overall it happened, happened back in the 1800s twice, and then the last one was 1952. So not doesn't happen very often, and it was... I, I didn't watch the game. I saw a few of the highlights, but, I mean... Way, way to go in your first career start. Right? That's nuts. Uh, what else can you say about that? That, that has, I'm assuming no one's ever done that before. Uh, uh, three other times. Oh, three other yeah. times? Okay. Well, I so. guess it seems a little less spectacular, but still. Yeah. Good for him. I, I mean, I hope he keeps throwing them. I yeah. it's not his last one. Exactly. And then the uh, another uh, pitching feat, Corbin Burns the other day struck out 10 batters in a row, all with uh, swinging strikes, which, again, is incredibly impressive. Is that more impressive than the no-hitter in the first game? I would almost say yes, in a way. But again, it's tough to say because they're both. I mean, one one is. I think only three people have ever struck out ten batters in a row, too. Yeah. So, which is harder? Uh, I guess technically the ten in a row because four people have thrown 
the winners in their you, first game. And but... you could you could also say that your the no hitter, while obviously incredible, they they do happen. It was the eighth one this season already, and like you said, the the ten straight Ks has only happened three times. So both incredible feats. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all the the headlines we had from the uh, last week. We did have the Field of Dreams game between the White Sox and Yankees in Iowa. Just a little rundown of the game. The Yankees were down 7-3 in the 8th. Gardner hit a solo home run. Then Judge and Stanton both hit two-run uh, home runs in the top of the ninth, and then bottom of the ninth, Tim Anderson hit a two-run walk-off shot into the cornfield. It was just my, I guess, overall impressions of the night. It was, A, A, an awesome game, and B, it was just a super cool atmosphere, it looked like. It was visually stunning on TV. They had the uh, farmhouse and the actual Field of Dreams diamond, and then they had some uh, some cornfield, and then they had uh, they erected an actual it was eight thousand seat I believe. The players walked through the cornfield to to the diamond. It was just a a very very cool night. Uh, good night for baseball. I mean, perfect night for baseball. I'm hoping it brought in some some uh, younger fans. I I like the game of baseball. There's there's a lot of issues with the game, but it's I, I like the game. And I with the collective bargaining war that they're going to start as soon as the champion is crowned this year. There's a there's a lot of things that a lot of pitfalls in baseball's future and for that one night I guess it was just a a, a very cool showing of what baseball can and should be I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it brings up something about nostalgia in sports in general. You've got the MLB doing this now to try to I assume they're trying to generate more interest in their sport because it's probably at an all-time low at this point. Yeah. NBA does a good job with that. They've got those classic unique. Well, they do all sorts of wacky stuff with their uniforms, but their nostalgia, like their old school ones in particular, are solid. Yes. Like you can't mess that up. It's no. just a jersey and shorts. You just stitch it like the old ones were. Boom, done. Yeah. NHL, same deal. The helmets obviously are a little different, but the jerseys, they. NHL is always doing cool stuff. They bring out Hartford and the Whale every once in a while. It's great. I love it. The The Winter Classic is a cool throwback. And, like, again, MLB making that move and doing it right and look at the result. You yeah. know, they had the old White Sox jerseys. Those were spectacular. Right? It was pretty cool. The NFL, though, all this opportunity for that kind of stuff. And they do it with their throwback uniforms and everything but because of the equipment it kind of, it, it alters how they have to execute it and they've got these silly little rules like the one helmet per year rule which i don't understand you think a new helmet every either. game would be safer yes but hey what do i know i'm not a doctor 
or of an NFL commissioner. <laughs> There's rules where when they can wear their throwbacks, they can only do it X number of times a year. Otherwise, and if they, they get fined otherwise, and they have to apply and they don't always get it. I remember when the Rams were... Uh, moving to LA or I think that was the first when they were first in LA and they didn't get the new uniforms yet yes they they had all these plans to do I read this whole thing they were they had plans to do uh these different throwback uniforms different combinations they're like hey we got the they went to the NFL like we've got this whole marketing technique and they're like no you can only do it this week and this week if it's not one of those two weeks you're just gonna have to deal with it that's how you end up with that debacle where they had the wrong jerseys with the helmets oh, and they look stupid if you remember yes, that. It was the dumbest thing. They never wore those blue uniforms, those dark blues ever again. No. Nope. Never. They just wore white ones. It was the dumbest looking thing in history and that's because of the NFL's stupid rules. So it's it was nice to see that kind of thing, that, that nostalgia, that throwback work. Yes. And, and the N- MLB... The uniforms haven't changed in a hundred years, so no. there's no reason that they can't do more things like this. Yes, it, it's it's great. I'm all for it. I'm not the biggest baseball guy, but that's cool, and I'm into it. What would what would you think of the NBA? The the, the logistics of it would be tough, but I would I would like to see the NBA try to play a game at Rutger Park. I think that would be cool. You'd obviously have to put in, and they they have done it before, where they do they do have a hardwood floor that they put on. Yeah, is it regulation or? I believe it is. I yes. mean, I guess to park that of that notoriety, I would assume it would be of some regulation. Again, the logistics of it would be tough to figure out, but I think that would be a cool idea. I, what do you mean by the logistics of it? No, is it any more taxing logistically than putting on an MLB game in a cornfield? I, no, I guess not because it is there. I mean, I, I guess the television aspect of it, I guess, would be tough. You can but... record. You can record quality cinema on an iPhone these days. That's true. They don't need any kind of fancy three D cameras for something like that. In fact, if they had, I mean, you could probably have one guy with one of those high speed cameras getting some of that really sweet footage. Yeah, but for. And he'd be down, but he'd be down on the court, you know, yeah. that's different. You can have dudes with big old honking cameras down there on the court, as long as they're staying out of the player's way, obviously, yeah. just like an NBA game. I'm sure there's room, but as far as like televising the game, yeah, you could, you don't need. And it, I, I guess it would almost be a more of a cool experience if it was kind of a low def kind of thing. That kind of a, the whole point of it, right? You're yeah. going to a local park to play. Like it's not supposed to be HD. Yes. Kind of idea. But yeah, uh, let's uh, go into. Hey, hey, let's do our first ever Paul and I talking sports NFL division breakdown. Let's we'll do, do it. We're gonna do the East, the NFC East, and the AFC East. Because we're running out of time before the season starts. Yes. So we got to through these divisions. So let's get through the East, the NFL East. We'll right. start with the NFC Wally. And what, right. do you, what are you thinking is going to transpire down there? So we had uh, Washington won a ve- very weak division last year. Not saying they were not a good team because they were. 
I think I think they are going to repeat. I think Dallas definitely has the talent, but this Dak Prescott sh- shoulder thing <laughs> is worrisome. Let's just say that, especially long term. Washington's defense is incredible. I, I don't have a lot of faith in the Giants. I don't have a lot of faith in Philadelphia. I think in a couple of years, Philly is going to be good, especially if Jalen Hurts is the player that uh, that they think he's going to be. I, I think I'm, I'm going to have Washington going back to back, I think. I don't know. If Alex Smith was their quarterback again, I might agree with you. Actually, I probably would agree with you. Uh, I don't know. I might agree with you. But... Has Ryan Fitzpatrick ever won a division? I bet if you look it up, I bet he's never won a division. That's a good question, but I, I, I could absolutely he, believe that. As wa- I watched the Dolphins last year, I saw that game against the Raiders where he came in. They, they did him wrong. I'm not going to even argue against that. They should have left him in and let him play. They might have actually won the division last year. Well, not with Buffalo, but they might have made they they would have made the playoffs. Maybe won one more game, got one out of Fitzpatrick instead of giving two a reps that he didn't need. Let him sit. Let him learn. I, I didn't understand what they did it, down there. <laughs> Yeah, that's frust- that was frustrating. Anyway, we're not in the AFC East yet. We'll stick to the <laughs> NFC. So Washington, I just, not that I'm a, I don't want to hate on Fitzpatrick, but he's not Alex Smith. He's yes. just not. Alex Smith is one of the most efficient quarterbacks we've ever seen in our lifetime, you yes. know. So to step down to Fitzpatrick, who's a gutsy guy who gets it done, but I think you, I think Alex Smith wins you a couple more games than Fitzpatrick does. With Dallas coming back, they've got guys. That's the thing. Yes. I know, I know what you're saying about with Dak's shoulder and everything, but they have guys in other spots. It's not going to be an Andy Dalton circus if, if Prescott gets hurt again. That's, that's not going to be, the way that would turn out. And if he does get hurt, you're right. They're probably not winning the division, but I don't, I think he's fine. I think he's going to start week one. He's just going to play. They're going to win that division. It's they've got tough opponents. They're playing the AFC West this year and they're playing the NFC North this year. So they've got tough guys. I mean, I guess the, the bottom ends of those divisions aren't so, aren't so threatening. However, the Packers, Chiefs, that's two losses probably for all of those teams. Yeah. The Lions, we don't know what we're going to get out of them. The Lions, to me, could turn out to be an efficient team and beat two, two or three of these teams. So I, I think you're right with uh, Philadelphia being at the bottom. They're just not there yet. They've no. got a bunch of guys who could be players. They don't have any players yet. Though. Yes. Giants, I really want to say that the Giants would – step over Washington and the Giants are going to take a step forward. I want to say that Bart Barkley's going to be back. Jones is going to take a step forward. They've got like some understated low key weapons on in as wide receivers. I, but I just can't, I Dave Jones just drops the ball too much. They're not taking over Washington. Washington's defense is like you said, they're, they're going to win a bait like Washington's, floor is way higher than the Giants. Yes. But I think the Giants ceiling is higher than the than Washington's. 
So there's uh, there's where I'm at on uh, NFC. Well, how do you feel about the AFC? Do you think the Buffalo Bills repeat? I probably at at this point, I think it's I, I'm that's that would be my pick. New England is going to be interesting. I I think Cam starts this season. I could definitely see Mac Jones finishing the season and getting in there at some point. Depending on, I mean, Cam starts off four and all. They take. They're taking the wins. Yes. But if he struggles, I could see. Then they take the reps. Yes. Miami's another interesting team. Um, I guess I'll let you do the bulk of that one. (laughs) You don't Uh, have to. Tua. (laughs) Let me have it. Let me have it. It's okay. Tua, I I still don't know what you have in there, him. I, I don't think the Dolphins do either. These, uh, their safety was it? Uh, oh, Xavier Howard. Xavier yeah. Howard. He's he did, did they re-sign him or did I they... don't think so. I think he's just showing up to work because he's under contract. Okay, that's it. That's the last I heard. So he's he's frustrated. Mm. So you never know how that's gonna affect the locker room. And then the JTS Jets Jets Jets. Mm. Uh, again, you you have a rookie quarterback Zach Wilson that who have, they're very high on. A lot of people are very high on him. He's struggled a little bit in camp so far, but again, he's a rookie quarterback. They don't have a lot of talent on that team. That if they can't surround him, that it's going to play, uh, play out the same way that Sam Darnold's career is. I I st- I like Sam Darnold yet. I just I don't like that Jets team. Mm. And but Buffalo, they did nothing to show me that they aren't going to repeat, I guess. Addition by lack of subtraction. Like, they didn't really lose enough. So in a division where a lot of stuff's moving around, Buffalo kind of just kind of improves just by basis of status quo. Yeah. I think New England does uh, take second. I think I, I, they might even they might even vie for a wild card depending on how Cam plays. I don't. I think if they do end up switching to Mac Jones, that's a, not a good sign. If if Mac Jones starts all year, they go like six and eleven probably. I, I agree. But if Cam Newton comes out, and even if he doesn't even need to be Cam Newton of old, he's just got to do what he you know do his job, play a little better than he did last year, yeah. and they're in a wild card spot. So. I think people are bagging on them a little. They bagged on them a little harder than they sh- than they ought to have last year, just because. Yeah, Cam didn't play great, but did you see some of them play calls? Like they were having to run the option and stuff. Like it was it, just it, some it was nonsense. Very, sometimes. very confusing. And, very confusing. And. I don't think we can hold Cam accountable for all that. And it's not like he played so bad where it made you wonder why he even has a job. Yes. He plays a little bit better, and the Patriots are fine. They picked up uh, Hunter Henry. They picked up a couple pieces. So They they, they spent so- something like $180 million in free agency this yeah, year. Yeah, so they're definitely making moves to try to make sure they don't end up third in the division Yes. Again. Miami, I think, slips. I want to say they'll be better, but you touched on a couple of points already. Tua, I just don't know. He threw a pick in the end zone the other day in preseason on his one drive in the game, and it's like, come on. like That's the one thing you can't do. Yes. That was, that was disheartening. Uh, 
the Xavier Howard thing, you don't like to see guys saying that the locker room is like a toxic environment. That's never a good thing. No. I kind of had high hopes uh, with Brian Flores coming down for New England to kind of bring some football down to Miami, something that hadn't seen in a while. And <laughs> here, maybe he's bringing it too hard. I don't know. It's the de- nobody's saying what's up, you know, beyond that it wasn't a good environment. He didn't feel appreciated, but you don't, you don't want to see that. So, oh man, they, they did pick up a nice wide receiver, uh, Waddles coming down yeah. there. So if Tua can pick it up, I think they'll be all right. I want to see a little more out of that defense, a little more than just it. Uh, they were they were like a mediocre team that mediocre defense that overachieved. I think I would probably. So I is that probably, a worrying sign? Then right. That's kind of. I would prefer not to see that again. I would prefer to see a more talented and more robust defense perform, do their job instead of over and. and so if if basically if it's the same result but it's a better team that's not overachieving, I'd almost be happier with that. I, I don't know if that's a, where I want to be, though. Yeah. Then there's the Jets, and the Jets are the Jets, and they'll always be the Jets, and Sala can come in and be like, I'm the, the muscle man and we're going to play some football. But Zach Wilson, I don't know. I just... You know how you, you see a guy and you just kind of get a feeling and it's I, I just ah, well, I just it, not impressed by Zach Wilson. How, I guess. how much? But who am I? Yes, but, I mean I, again we shall see. But how is there a more Jets thing that has ever happened than all you had to do is go zero and sixteen and you had Trevor <laughs> Lawrence and you can't even do that. Well, I I understand the player the players are gonna play and, but it's it's the most Paul, Jets thing. You that, can't actually try to go zero and sixteen. I under this is, this is Kentucky Wisconsin all over again, Paul. Okay, I, I understand okay. that. Okay, I get it. <laughs> it's from an outside perspective it was comical i guess <laughs> i don't know i get I, so i see what you're saying though the 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 irony of of course the jets when they're the worst team in the league can't seem to lose all their games but they weren't they weren't the worst team that was the thing the jaguars were way worse yeah. Jaguars are not good. Anyway, that's uh, tomorrow or next week. I think we'll do the South. Yeah. So that's our uh, NFL East breakdown. Anything else you want to add in? Just any kind of salt and pepper on that Um, uh, East Coast football? So I guess we we both have the Bills. Uh, We both think that if things break right for New England, they could make the wild card. And I, I'm picking Washington to repeat. You're taking Dallas. I think we can both agree that that's a one playoff bid uh, division, though. Right. I just with their particularly with the divisions that they're playing against, I just can't see them getting two teams out of that. I I can't either. The AFC AFC is a little more wide open. Yes. 
So let's yeah. So what's coming up this week that we we can watch for? Um, it's slow. There's not a lot of sports, not a ton of high profile sports stuff going on. The NFL's just picking up. The NF, NBA just ended. NHL's a little ways off yet. So what do we got? We got we have uh, the uh, Brewers are playing the Cardinals starting tomorrow in a three game series and. Uh, NBA Summer League is still going on, if that interests you at all. I've been watching a little bit of it. It's Bucks are looking all right, but there's not a lot you can gain from the Summer League because the starters aren't playing. And then the Packers have the Jets on Saturday in the Ooh, second boy. preseason game. Nice look at Zach Wilson this weekend. Yep. Uh, and it sounds like Jordan Love may play. They're not sure yet. He had an MRI on his shoulder. It came back clean, but they're taking precaution with him. <laughs> and so he may or may not play, but like you, like you said, Jason, we have a, a good, we'll get a good look at Zach Wilson against the Packers. Another rookie to watch for in that game, other than, you know, not on the Packers, is, you know, Amari Rodgers. We are watching him. Yes. Uh, but Elijah Moore on the Jets, he's uh, a lot of hype A lot of hype on him coming out of college uh, with the rookie running back, wide receiver combo, wide receiver quarterback combo tandem trio in New York. Yeah. It's, it should be kind of interesting to see. It, this, uh, this is... More than an average preseason game, I think. I, Especially, I, I, if, I, I agree. particularly if Jordan Love plays, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot to watch for. Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll catch you in a week. How's that sound? Thanks. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good one. Have a good night, guys.